Hey, it's Alan Carter. Here's what's on the podcast today. Bubbles are bursting in parts of Ontario today. More schools are dealing with COVID cases and people are being turned away from testing centers. All of that is coming up. Let's get to it. I'm sure how many of you are there? Uh, how many in this group? I Could you just, I just, if you could stand up and to be counted because I'm sorry, but that's too many. There's too many of you. Um, several of you are going to have to go home. Well, uh, this is where we are now. As, of course, you heard in the news, the big news today is we are expecting, we are expecting some kind of information from the Ford government about a reduction in gathering sizes in Toronto, in Ottawa, and Peel. And I got to dig into that in just a second, but I want to give you the case numbers at 293. That's pretty much right on track as we tick up towards a, a regular 300 uh, threshold. Uh, that is not great news. 35,000 tests. That's pretty good. The province saying that it's going to try and get that number up to 50,000 tests. We're going to talk about tests in just a second, but I also want to break down for you those case numbers uh, in the particular public health units. We have Toronto with 85, uh, Peel with 63, and Ottawa with 39. Those are the uh, three areas that are expected to be targeted today in the changes in gathering sizes. Also, with a concerning number of cases, York Region with 37. And here's one that I mentioned yesterday, and I'll point it out again, another 10 in Simcoe, Muskoka. What's going on in Simcoe, Muskoka? That was six yesterday and another 10 today. 70% of today's new cases are in people under the age of 40. There are other cases, of course, across the province, but those are the biggies. Those are the big places, Toronto, uh, Peel, and Ottawa, and that's why the province is going to target those places expected to be today. The Ford government expected to bring in that heavy hand trying to arrest the spike before it gets out of control, and the Premier talking about fines, that that's exactly what's coming. Yet the heavy hand is going to be exactly that. It's going to have with, its, with it a ticket book, and it's going to be handing out uh, big fines. Now, uh, government sources confirming to Global News that the province is looking at reducing gathering limits to 10 indoors and 25 outdoors in Toronto, Peel, and Ottawa. You heard that in the news. But then on Twitter this morning, here is the Premier's Deputy Chief of Staff uh, reacting to the fact that uh, Global and another a number of other news outlets have said this has been confirmed by government officials. It is going to happen today. Here is the Premier's Deputy Chief of Staff. Quote, to be clear, the government has not made a final decision yet. Cabinet will meet later today on possible changes. So it is not a done deal, but if you, you know, if you know how these things work, you know, if, if Doug Ford says, hey, you know, the central command table says this is what we should do, and Christine Elliott's sitting beside him and says, yeah, as health minister, this is what we should do. You know what cabinet's going to say? Yes! So it is pretty much a done deal, and it is such a done deal that, of course, it came up in question period this morning. How's about this question here from Andrea Horvath and the answer from Doug Ford? Does this limit of 10 people in an indoor space include our classrooms in Ontario? Questions to the Premier. Well, to the Leader of the Opposition, I'm 
glad the, the rumors are half right, but uh, again, you'll stay tuned at one o'clock and we'll, we'll talk about that then. That is the, the premier today. The actual press conference is at one thirty today, not uh, as the premier just said there, one o'clock. Usually it's at one, but today it is at one thirty. Andrew Horvath saying, wait a second, <laughs> hold on, hold your horses. If, if it's a limit of 10 people indoors, how come we got all these kids cramming into class? Well, the premier's office again, takes to Twitter and says this. This is from a spokesperson for the Premier's office. There is absolutely a difference between students in cohorts and controlled settings where masking is required and other public health guidelines are followed versus groups of people totally disregarding the rules. And that is the message from the Ford government as to why you can only have 10 people for an indoor gathering in these three jurisdictions, but Kids, come on in. What is happening in schools? Jason is an elementary teacher in this province, and he spoke to our morning show this morning. I teach K-8, to and I'm in every single classroom. And we have class sizes ranging from 20 in the primary to 30 in the junior division. And I face anywhere from 100 to 140 students a day, many of them without masks. But, hey, I'm just doing what I can. That is Jason, an elementary teacher, talking about what's going on uh, where he is teaching and that he is going from class to class, and that is piercing these so-called bubbles or cohorts. And I can tell you that Ontario is now reporting 21 new cases of COVID-19 among staff and students at public schools today. That is 10 of those reported across the GTA. I can tell you that this morning as the TDSB uh, app to be able to, you know, sign off on, you know, I know I don't have a fever. Yeah, I'm all good. Yes, yes, I can go to school. That thing went down this morning. Uh, and my son, who's in grade seven, he had a hard time being able to, you know, log on to it. And he was late today. And then I get the phone call from TDSB says, your son's absent. I'm like, well, what do you mean my son is absent? And it was just more chaos and more headaches. And, you know, I feel for the students. I feel for the kids that are like, well, wait a second, this app doesn't work. You know, and meanwhile, we're all cramming into these schools. But that's not what we're going to talk about today. You know why we're not going to talk about that today, because the Ford government knows perfectly well that what we're going to talk about is these gathering limits and fines, specifically the fact that the government is now opting to say, nope, we're bringing in the heavy hand of the law, because nothing gets a headline like the threat of a fine. There's going to be some severe, severe fines for people who want to ignore uh, the, the regulations and the guidelines, so it's going to be severe. They're going to be the highest in the country, and they're going to be under provincial jurisdiction. It's not going to be under uh, federal jurisdiction, so we'll make sure that uh, they're followed through. There's Doug Ford speaking yesterday, saying that the fines will be announced. He said in the coming days we'll probably get some more details on that Today, there is some speculation that even though the Premier is speaking at 1.30, will he have had time to conclude that uh, cabinet meeting to get the sign-off on these changes? So we don't know if it's actually going to happen at 1.30, but of course we'll carry that for you here on Global News Radio. And, and so fines are coming, and it'll be interesting to hear from the Premier 
I, one of the things I, I always concerned about with the, this premier specifically is his willingness to just go out there and direct police to do things or say to the courts, oh, this, you know, this judgment wasn't harsh enough. I mean, there is supposed to be a separation between those sorts of things in a democracy. You're supposed to not be able to tell the police what to do. You're not supposed to be able to direct to the police as the premier and say, hand out a fine. That's, that's not the way it's supposed to work. But, obviously, the government is saying to itself, we have got to do something here. We've got to get a shot across the bow. You know, and coming up on the radio program, I'm going to take it to you and ask you, is this the right way to go? Is this what we need to do? Clamp down on these private settings and then say, here comes the blue. Here comes the 5-0. Is that the way it should be done? Well, I tell you, we'll be talking about that. And you know what we won't talk about because of that? The growing anger over those lineups for testing. And here is Laura Stone from the Globe and Mail asking the Premier, has this government, has the Ontario government, completely dropped the ball on testing? Why does it seem like your government is completely caught off guard by the demand right now? Well, Laura, again, I'm going to have to respectfully disagree with you. We weren't caught off guard. Uh, we, we had uh, some of the lowest cases. We were under 100 for weeks and literally overnight, as, as, as I was mentioning up here numerous times, the second wave is, is coming. Uh, we're prepared to get everything ramped up in a matter of days that we're doing. Uh, we've done uh, an incredible job with the private sector. Uh, so we're ramping up as we had some bumps in the road on all the other occasions. Uh, we're going to have this up and going. We're going to have more testing uh, areas than anywhere in the country, bar that is, none. That is Doug Ford speaking yesterday, saying we're going to have more testing, we're going to alleviate those wait times, and we're on top of it. You know, I'm, I'm willing to give the government some room here, you know, but not much, because we've known for a long time that this was coming. We've seen the numbers creeping up. You know, Doug Ford talks about overnight you know, in the second wave. Well, look, this <laughs> we've known this is coming. We've known that kids are going back to school, people going back to work. At the same time, numbers go up, and that is going to drive people to testing centers. And now you have hours and hours of lineups, you know, hours that are lineups that last that long. And here's news out of Ottawa, Mercedes Stevenson reporting this morning, that the House of Commons will now be ha- have... Uh, COVID testing for MPs and families. You know why? Because Aaron O'Toole has sent out a press release saying that when he and his family tried to get tested yesterday, you know, of course, that a member of the O'Toole uh, entourage has tested positive, and therefore uh, Mr. O'Toole and his family are self-isolating, and then they go to Ottawa to try and get a test, and they were turned away. They waited in line for hours. And how is it that the Ford government expects that it's not going to wear this? That it's not going to be attacked for say for not being prepared? Well, what the Ford government hopes is that by talking about fines and these other things that we can move along. There's a lot to discuss, not only about schools and about gathering limits, but how will we institute this rollback? Does it go right across the board? Is it in Peel region as a whole? 
We are an hour and a bit away from Doug Ford speaking this afternoon, and he is expected to announce some changes in the numbers where people are allowed to gather indoors and outdoors, and it is expected that that will apply to Peel, to Toronto, and to Ottawa. To talk about this expected change, I am pleased to welcome to the program the mayor of Mississauga, Bonnie Crombie. Uh, Bonnie, I'm wondering if you agree that gathering sizes need to be reduced. Hi, Alan. Yes, thank you for having me on today. So, you know, even after we moved into phase three, we were worried that uh, with the number of people that were permitted to gather, we were risking uh, increased transmission. And, and there, of course, we have seen that that is the case. Certainly in Peel, the circumstances are a little different than elsewhere. But what we are seeing here in Peel is community and household transmission accounting for about 80% of new cases. So uh, we, I, I had the opportunity yesterday, in fact, Alan, to speak to the Premier one-on-one. And I conveyed to him that we're struggling with largely this community transmission. And this is social gatherings, if I may. These are these backyard parties, barbecues, house parties, dinner parties, people expanding their social bubbles. You know, I think there's a bit of COVID fatigue and the weather was nice and people wanted to socialize again. And as a result, we're seeing an uptick in numbers. The Premier uh, called yesterday for uh, quote-unquote severe fines. He said that that's what he's going to announce. Uh, Just looking at the numbers, it's reported that Brampton... Uh, issued 744 tickets since the uh, lockdown began, compared to Mississauga with 344. I'm wondering if you can explain uh, the disparity there about why so many more tickets in Brampton than Mississauga. So certainly I can. And let me also say that, you know, we're averaging about 15 cases that Peel is seeing. There's, we're seeing around 45 to 55 uh, daily. So our numbers are still good. And there has been a great deal of compliance. We've taken a different approach because what we found is that our businesses, our restaurants, bars, uh, our essential businesses have been for the most part compliant. So our approach has been one of education and information. So whether it is upon public complaint or whether our bylaw and enforcement, who have done, by the way, over 2,000 inspections, have gone in and did a sweep of restaurants, a sweep of bars and pubs, or a sweep of other businesses, they have largely found a great deal of compliance. And when there hasn't been, it's been a question of how do we bring them up into compliance. Perhaps their signage wasn't available. Perhaps there was someone who wasn't wearing their face covering, but did you ask them, did they have an exemption, et cetera? So for whatever the reason um, that that bylaw found, we asked them to take a different approach and really to inform and educate our businesses to get them into compliance. And as long as the business complied, we weren't going to issue the fine. Only in those rare cases, 344 of them, where there was a general lack of uh, cooperation, shall we say, where they issued a ticket. But we're we're talking about public gatherings here, Mayor, and the Premier's been pretty clear that he wants police to issue fines, saying yesterday that these will be provincial fines and they'll be enforced. Do you disagree with the Premier on that? 
I think what we really need to raise awareness of this issue. Um, we also know that 60% of the transmission of the virus is occurring between 20 and 29-year-olds. So this is a very young demographic that is passing on the virus, and they're doing it as a result of gatherings and social parties, etc., wherever they do gather. And we, I made it very clear to the Premier yesterday that businesses should not be impacted because they are not the source of transmission. The source of transmission largely is our young people because they're gathering in social circles. So I understand as well that he would like these heavy fines imposed. I don't disagree with him. Uh, I am having a meeting this afternoon uh, with our bylaw enforcement. Uh, and we, w- once the numbers are announced by the Premier, we've all heard the rumours what the numbers will be. You've heard them, I've heard them. I can't confirm them until he announces them. So how will our bylaw enforcement uh, work with Peel Police to ensure that enforcement is conducted and the fines are levied? Because you, ha- you, you and I both agree that... Uh, uh, in the confines of a house party or backyard barbecue, very difficult to detect, very difficult to know where they occur. Often when police or bylaw enforcement arrive, they've dispersed. And it does mean that it has to be reported through a public, uh, public um, uh, sort of watch line. I know you have to get going. I appreciate you being on the line and taking some uh, time for us today. Uh, Bonnie Crombie, the mayor of Mississauga, thank you so much. Thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate this opportunity. Thank you. And just reinforce the core four, please. We still need to practice the social physical distancing, the wearing of face coverings, don't touch your face, wash your hands, etc. If you're not feeling well, stay home, get tested. And please, this is not the time to expand your social bubble. Mayor Crombie, thank you so kindly. Thank you so much. Thanks, Alan. Bye-bye. Interesting. Doesn't disagree with the Premier about fines, but then... You give yourself a little bit of wiggle room there too on that, saying that you know, you know that she doesn't believe that punitive measures are necessarily the way to go. And I'm wondering how you feel about that. I mean, it is easy to fall back to the position of just give them all fines, just just bring in you know bring in the police and hand out the fines and just clamp down on it. But is that the best way forward? And, you know, the mayor there makes a great point about uh, gatherings in, in homes. How do you detect them? You know, and do we want to move forward with, you know, this snitch line where it's like, I think there are too many lights on next door. I'm calling the cops. That we're all caught, you know, we're all policing each other now. Like, how many people you got over there? Is that eight? Does the cat count? I think it's nine. I think the cat counts. So you're right there. And you know what Patrick Brown has told me before the mayor of Mrs. Uh, mayor of Brampton, pardon me, is that it, it's not the numbers that's the problem. I mean, that's part of it. But the numbers aren't the problem. It's that people believe that whatever the numbers are, you just cram that many people inside. You know, so even when we're going to, you know, drop it down to 10, you know, what is that, 10 people in your 600-square-foot condo? You can't socially distance there. You can't do that correctly. And, I, you know, the, the COVID fatigue is such a real thing, is it not? You know, this whole, you know, keep into your bubble thing. I think we have all thrown that, you know, bubble thing right out the window over the last couple of 
weeks, maybe four weeks ago, you know, when we saw the numbers going under 100, it's like, well, COVID's done. And now here we are. And we're going to have to dial it back down. I think think one of the, I'll just sum up with this. I think one of the best pieces of news that we can get here today is that at least the government is realizing that the science is saying it's not in the bars, not in the restaurants. We don't need to shut those down because we don't need to go back to a point where we just throw all those people out of work when the science says it's not there. It's not there. It's, you know, it's Uncle Morty's 60th, you know, birthday party. That's the problem. Everybody coming over for that. We're about 45 minutes away from today's update from Premier Doug Ford, in which it is expected that the provincial government will change social gathering numbers in Peel, Toronto, and Ottawa, rolling back the numbers of people that are allowed to gather to 10 people indoors and 25 people outdoors. And I want you to weigh in, 416-870-6400. This the right move? Is this what we need to do? You agree with this? Good idea? 416-870-6400. Before we get to your calls, let's get to our Queen's Park Bureau Chief, Travis Danraj, who is covering this for us. And Travis, is this a done deal? Are we sure that this is going to be announced today? So listen, I I know that these conversations were happening as late as this morning. Uh, there is there was a cabinet meeting right after question period, so ministers weren't in scrums as per usual. Uh, so anything could happen, but what we have been hearing all morning uh, and into this afternoon is that they are going to be moving on these, uh, as you mentioned, the private gatherings. And let me just preface all of this by saying we don't know details about weddings, whether or not there are going to be exemptions, and also... When we're talking about private gatherings, we're not talking about nightclubs and bars and things like that. We're talking about people in people's private residences and their backyards, etc. Interesting. I heard the premier saying in question period this morning when you know asked about it by Andrea Horvath. He said, "Well, you know, you've got some of it right uh, when she you know outlined the numbers." Um, so we don't have those details. Do we know anything more about the fines? The premier yesterday saying that fines were going to be severe. Yeah, the premier said, said yesterday that they're going to be the highest in the country. We don't have a lot of details on that either. Uh, you know, the opposition was kind of hammering uh, the premier on a number of fronts, and uh, Mike Schreiner brought up the fact that you know we're seeing uh, in classrooms, for example, you know, students upwards of thirty plus students. Uh, the, the premier's office responded very quickly to that, basically saying there was a there was a definite difference between what's happening in schools and private gatherings. Uh, saying schools are controlled settings where masking is required uh, and other public health guidelines are followed versus groups of people that are totally disregarding this. Yeah, sure. If you're having a baby shower, you you know, it's not this, quite the same as what's happening in elementary school. But, I mean, I, I think there's reasons for concern in both places. I, I think what's also interesting here is, Travis, is this kind of moves the conversation away from where it was yesterday, which was, how come you didn't anticipate all these people wanting to get tested? Totally. Yeah, and I mean, we were at, uh, if you're watching Global News last night, we were at a testing center at uh, St. Michael's Hospital, and those lineups were were huge, right? The Premier says that he's on top of that as well, that he's going to have a big announcement coming up in the next couple of days likely next week when it comes to pharmacies and uh, testing for asymptomatic people there. But they are kind of dealing with uh, you know, a number of fires on a number of different fronts here, and they have to get the numbers under control. Now, we did see a little bit of a dip today. We're 
back down around 250 or so. Uh, but, you know, the, the trend is upwards. So let me just uh, recap as well what we're going to in terms of these restrictions. You mentioned Toronto, Ottawa, Peel. Right now, uh, it's at 100 outdoors. That's going down to 25. Indoors, it's at 50. That is going down to 10. So pretty significant. Yeah, the the difficulty here, though, Travis, and you know this, and they keep telling us this, and then and then all of a sudden it's like, well, we're gonna, ch- you know, we're gonna bring, we're gonna send in the cops. And they keep saying, mm-hmm. like, well, we don't have the manpower, to you know, in terms of the province to be able to go in and force and you know peer over the back, you know, decks right. and people. How many people you got in there? And so, I mean, none of that has changed, Travis. None of that has changed, and there are questions about the enforcement of the current rules that are in place right now, and it really requires kind of people, neighbors, snitching on one another <laughs> in order for, you know, enforcement to, to come. And that is a, that's a big question for the Premier as well today. Okay, great, you're changing the numbers, but did the numbers matter to begin with? Because people were not paying attention to those rules. There are, you know, are a number of weddings, a number of private parties that we can point to that have happened in the past little while i can think of a couple in peel where people you know completely went against and had total disregard for that 100 cap yeah we're looking for your calls too i'm talking with uh, travis dan our queen's park bureau chief and your calls as well 416-870-6400 as we discuss what's expected to be announced by the premier at 1:30 today which is a, a change in the Social gatherings allowed in private homes, not businesses, not bars. 416-870-6400. Is this the right move? Travis, so in terms of this going to Cabinet, this can be an order in Council directly from Cabinet then? Does Cabinet actually have to sign off on it before it can be put in place? Yeah, so I, I, from what I understand, there was a Cabinet meeting yesterday as well, and they had one again today. This uh, proposal went to cabinet yesterday, from what I understand. Uh, so, uh, you know, I would assume that they have all the sign-offs already, uh, and that this would go into effect pretty quickly because this does not need to go through the house or anything like that. It's a provincial order. Uh, let's just quickly talk about the uh, private businesses, um, and I, I know that the Ford government has been talking for a long time. Now about you know teaming up with shoppers or Rexall or all these other private companies, and yet we're not there. We're still not there, and we're already here, back to school, back to work. Numbers on the way up. Looks like the second wave is here. Yeah, and uh, you know, <laughs> Andrea Horvath said yesterday, uh, September comes after August. The, the government knew that. The government was talking themselves about a second wave early on in the pandemic and planning for that. We saw that there were problems with testing early on. The Premier then said everyone who wants a test can get a test. They ramped up testing very quickly. But, again, is this the government being caught flat-footed here? Uh, you know, Horvath saying yesterday the Premier has been more focused on going around to different companies and, you know, doing campaign-style tours and handing out little checks here and there and actually focusing on a uh, second-wave plan. And we have yet to see that fulsome full pandemic plan. We hear from the health minister, Christine Elliott, that it is coming, that it's in the works, but we still don't know the details of it. And you're right, we still don't know the details or the timeline on when we are going to see 
all these thousands of extra testing locations that the premier says he's talking to the CEO of Shoppers Drug Mart about, that he's talking to, you know, Rexall and all the different pharmacies about. What's the timeline? Are we talking days? Are we talking weeks? Is it going to be next month? We don't know. Well, and, and if it's not imminent, then why was it that the premier yesterday, when given an opportunity to make the message, like, don't go and get tested just because you're planning to have a birthday party. Like, don't do that. You know, if you are symptomatic, go to the testing centers. If you're asymptomatic, hold off until we get this thing in place because the lines are out of control. And he did not take that opportunity yesterday. No, in fact, he said that he drove by on his way to Queen's Park yesterday, uh, a long lineup at Women's College, which is, of course, right across the street from Queen's Park. And he said that he was very encouraged, that he was happy to see that there were a lot of young people in line. I, I mean, it is certainly a question mark why they're doubling down on this messaging uh, and not saying, okay, you know, don't just go get a test because you feel like you, you want one. You should have symptoms. That's something that I, I'm unclear as to why they are continuing to kind of say everyone, even in the House yesterday, Christine Elliott says, you know, the good news is here, people are getting tested. But again, I mean, these numbers are driving up. You don't have to go very far to see these lines in Toronto. You know, Michael Guerin, St. Michael's Hospital, Women's College yesterday, all massive lines. And I'm talking like blocks long, Alan. Travis Danraj is our Queen's Park Bureau Chief. Looking forward to your coverage tonight on Global News at 5.30 as we maybe will get some solid details this afternoon from the Premier. Thanks again, Travis. Thanks, Alan. And Travis was talking about those lineups, and you may have heard at the beginning of the program I told you that Aaron O'Toole, Aaron O'Toole, of course, the Conservative leader, a member of his uh, entourage traveling with the Conservative leader has tested positive, and as a result, Mr. O'Toole and his family are self-isolating. Yesterday, they tried to go and get a test in Ottawa, and they waited for hours and were turned away. And the Conservative leader is saying, you know, this this is a problem. Let's get to the lines. Uh, let's get to Paul. Paul is uh, in Peel. Paul, you agree with the uh, gathering limits, the numbers being rolled back today? Uh, yes, sir, I do. I think that um, actually they should be rolled back a little bit further. Now, you had a really good uh, comment there in regards to policing this. Um, what they should do is uh, bring in the reserves, right? And put them. You want to bring in the army? That's a bit excessive. Let me finish. Yeah. I work in, in uh, areas within the region of Peel. You wouldn't believe the stuff that I see, people who are, who are actually breaking the law. Okay. And um, I think that they should bring in um, the, the reservists to help out and put them under provincial law, that they have the same um, powers as the OPP. You, you want a reservist to now decide whether or not to hand somebody who's in a park or, the, you know, or too many people together? Like, he, Remember what happened at the beginning of the pandemic when you know, the bylaw officers just went hog wild, went crazy handing out tickets? I, I well, don't you think you want reservists to have with those, with those powers. Well, you know what? Well, here's the thing is that um, they're, they're going to spit on bylaw, period. But if you put somebody in there with... Um, with uh, the or, heavy machine gun? Take care of it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to pay attention to the guy with the bazooka. All right, thanks, no, Paul. Uh, Troy is on the line. Uh, uh, Troy, y- your thoughts. Is this the right yeah. way to go? Roll back those gathering sizes. Uh, 
I'm not 100% sure. I mean, there's obviously a lot of unanswered questions that are going on and a lot of avoidance and whatnot that's um, taken place. And this whole COVID thing is really taking a political turn. But my question really is, if Eric O'Toole and his family were, and I'm not... I'm not a left-wing guy, so don't take that. Don't take this question the wrong way. But if Aaron O'Toole and his family were self-isolating, how exactly were they in line to get a COVID test? Well, you can still self-isolate and go for a test. I mean, you know, it, you can still do those those things. I mean, okay. you know, if you've seen the testing lines, uh, they are spaced. You know, the the you know they've said in the past, like even if you are under a quarantine, you know, if you're if symptomatic, you are supposed to go and get a test. So that's possible. They can do that. Thanks, Troy. appreciate your call. Okay. Thanks so much. Uh, just about out of time. I think we might have time for uh, one more quick caller here as we talk about what the Premier is expected to say in just a couple of minutes or about a half hour's time, which is that the numbers that you're allowed to have indoors or outdoors in Toronto, Peel, in Ottawa, is going to be rolled back. Steve's on line one. Steve, you think this is the right thing to do? Um, well, I think people are going about things the wrong way. There's absolutely no way that you're going to be able to contain this virus, given the mindset of so many people. People are just not going to comply, and the virus is going to spread. So the only way we're going to get through this is to herd immunity or finding a vaccination a vaccine yeah but we're going to get yeah. through it we got the way we get through it is by adhering to the guidelines and the health guidelines the health guidelines uh by who there's multiple different theories out there the bottom line is, is well i would i would i would follow the public health guidelines you know here in ontario and in canada i mean that's that's and what I, you follow i completely agree with you that people should comply but what i'm saying is they won't comply this is the problem so if you can't get people to comply I think that the only solution, which is unfortunate, would be herd immunity, given, you know, the structure of the virus and its uh, virulency. Uh, All right, Steve, thanks thanks very much. Unfortunately, the reality with that is that herd immunity is not a real thing that we can you know, that we can go anywhere close to because, you know, it's 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 not quite the same. If you if you see the virus moving through the community at that kind of clip then you are going to see hospitalizations. You are going to see right back to where we were, where there's going to be a surge on the health system. And not only that, and I will make this my last point, we know that COVID has real complications for even for those who aren't hospitalized, even for those who are young. It can have long-lasting implications. Keep that in mind. That's the podcast for today. Don't forget to catch The Alan Carter Show weekdays starting at noon.